Your victory, 91.5, Darren McLean. Good morning. It is Victory 91.5. It's Reisenstein. Pastor Don Allen is here. Ray Haynes is here talking about the Feast of First Fruits. The blog is up at blog.victory915.com in case you want to hear this again or share it with your friends and family. You can also go to the podcast at victoryondemand.net or go to the Reisenstein Facebook page. Part four, the final part. It is. And don't forget, today, Good Friday, and tomorrow uh, night, Feast of First Fruits begins, which means Sunday morning is both the real Feast of First Fruits and Resurrection Easter Sunday. They, they both coincide perfectly this year for the first time. In my, in my memory, I have to Google. I still have still haven't Googled it. I need to Google it when it happened last. But it's a cool time to uh, worship Jesus, to get a picture of Jesus and celebrate Jesus. That's why we're here. And I will be back in 50 days. Yes, you will. From tomorrow, from mm-hmm. 51 days, mm-hmm. to talk Pentecost. Ooh, and yeah. While we're, while we're in this mode from the resurrection. So, of course, he's walking with the saints. They come out in the field. All the people have talked with them in around Jerusalem. They're just trying to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Shoo, and he takes them all to heaven. So Jerusalem is left in the wake of this. And everybody has come from wherever their land was to come to Jerusalem. It's only a few feasts. You have to come to Jerusalem. The Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, that, that week you have to come. you got to come back Pentecost. Mm-hmm. So what we're looking forward to now is you wonder why thousands were saved at Pentecost a month or so later, why a great revival breaks out that leads to persecution. So just put it all in line. Oh, so yeah. they've had they've had this bizarre event. I'm, I'm sure some are going, you really want to go back to Jerusalem? Because, you know, they've got to be out of their minds. This had to be the most unusual Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover, First Roots they've ever experienced. So they're trying to get all the dead people walking around them out of their minds. And they've come back for the Feast of Pentecost. And what do they see in the streets? Again, this time Jews that are alive, not dead, they're running amok, speaking foreign languages, and they have tongues of fire above their head this time. Can you imagine... Being there 50 days earlier, you come back trying to get it out of your mind. This God that has been raised from the dead has now come back in a new way to fill his people. Hmm. And you've killed Jesus. And you've seen this 50 days apart. And the guy yells out, repent. See, I'm thinking you're going to go, yes, please. Mm-hmm. I, I, get, uh-huh. I get your point. I'm ready to go. I'll Sign take, me up. I'll take that. I'll take that every day. <laughs> so, but as you look at this and what's going on, in Revelation 1-1, the revelation or the revealing of Jesus Christ, it's always been the same thing from Genesis to Revelation. It's just revealing Jesus. In the prophetic books like Revelation, there's trumpets and bowls and dragons and beasts and antichrists and creatures covered with eyes. But the book is about the revealing of Jesus. Every shadow is the revealing of Jesus Christ. On the road to Emmaus, Emmaus, the disciples who had spent every day with Jesus for three years didn't recognize him until he broke the bread the same way he had at the Last Supper, at at their Passover, just days before revealing Jesus. And they said, didn't our hearts burn within us? Revelation 4, in the center around the throne were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes. 
in front and in back. Think about that for a minute. Covered with eyes. Massive creatures, nothing but eyes. Each of the four living creatures had six wings, were covered with eyes all around. Even under its wings, there's eyes. Hmm. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And, you know, when I look at these, these creatures are the sentinels, the ones standing watch over heaven and earth who shout out, you know, 11 o'clock and all is well. But they have eyes everywhere so they can see everything all at once. They're saying, we just looked again, we see God, and we see everything else, and in all of space and time, there is still no one like him. He stands alone. He's holy. And they're looking everywhere. If you ever feel like you're just out of control in the world, you're just not going to make it, you ought to hear this echoing of these angels who are looking at God, looking at everything and saying, it's okay. He's holy. He's got it. They never stopped looking. They never stopped declaring this. And they're not being repetitious. They declare and then they look again. And they're constantly discovering some new aspect of God. They never stop because every time they look, they see something new. This is where he's taken us. This is the whole point of everything. He wants to spend eternity revealing himself. If we can just get our gaze fixed on him, whether you see him rising from the dead, whether you see him, the, the Holy Spirit outpouring, whether you're at the Passover, whether you're at any of the other feasts, everything is built to help us receive the testimony of the creatures and of the elders to look closer, look longer. That's the whole point. Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depth of the riches, mm. both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. See, we've just scratched the surface here. We haven't said anything. Mm. We've just said, look at Jesus, and you'll see it all. Please, please, please let me play Revelation song. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> what, what a great way to go into the conclusion of the Feast of First Fruits. Holy, holy, holy mm -hmm. is the Lord God Almighty who was and is, is. and is to come.